Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game based upon the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are... Brian as Jack. Um, I'm ready to get out of this sim now? Gabe as Roy. Can I play Jack today? And Matt as Rocky. See, I told you that would be an easy mission. Just one and done. Nobody gets hurt. Oh. All right. Welcome, players. How is everybody today? Yes. Weekends have no meaning to me. Yeah, days mean nothing anymore, that's for sure. Well, listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes or join our Discord server at discord.lovecrafttapes.com. And we do have a couple letters today. Are they P-L-N and T? So it looks like first up we've got an email from Steven, who writes, Hey guys, I'm a new listener. I've just started to binge through the podcast as I'm stuck working from home. This is such a great story you've been unfolding. Perfectly creepy, mixed with the right amount of humor. I am only to episode 31, but damn, what a story. Keep up the great work. I'm trying to remember what episode 31 was. That was a really good one. It was pretty damn good. We peaked at episode 31, and it just hasn't been the same since. It's just background sounds after that. I'm telling you, what we're going to do is we're going to dial it back really heavily and come back so you'll feel good about it. By the time this episode comes out, then we'll be back at our peak. On Apple Podcasts, we got a review from Boonyang82. Five-star review. Can't get enough of this group. Love the back and forth between these guys. Has me laughing out loud more and more great job guys as long as you keep making these podcasts i'll keep listening that's it we're shutting the whole thing down it's really become more of just a fourth there's no back ever so it kind of sucks may the fourth be with you thank you guys appreciate those letters from beyond we always love to interact with our fans and listeners and even sometimes the people who hate us so there aren't enough people who hate us i think we gotta do more things to help people hate us all right gabe you heard him i'm on it yeah we've tried to be political no one really cares that's how insignificant we are. I don't understand how that, but we actually gained listeners. All those comments saying make more t-shirts about this. I'm like, I went. Well, this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash Lovecraft Tapes. So appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you fed up with social networks like Chirper, Fibbook, and Mindspace? You're not alone. Research studies reveal these seemingly innocuous platforms for long-distance engagement are actually petri dishes under monetized heat lamps to help romance baser tendencies. And that's a huge bummer. Shouldn't we expect more from the rest of the human race? That's why I created a program called Lawnmower Land. It's easy to get started. Simply download our mobile app and create an account. We boast rugged security measures, zero microtransactions, and complete anonymity. Once you've selected your avatar and motor model, just pull the cord and start weed whacking. Whether you decide your character should cut grass in the morning, at noon, or dusk, it's up to you. Are you an up and down or a diagonal pattern groundskeeper? We accommodate both modes. And while you spend hours getting your yard just right, our programmers will be hard at work behind the scenes, procuring the souls of evil trolls from other social media networks and transforming them into wart-ridden toads. When you see them hop into your virtual yard, just kick that blade into high gear and push forward, though it's best not to look directly into their faces when you do it. Ignore those almost human-like features, the look of terror in their bulging eyes, the rictus of horror stretching those rubbery lips. Splat. Isn't that satisfying? You bet. Rest assured, you're doing good work now, my friend. Once you've logged off, our lawyers recommend you avoid all media news sources for at least a week, especially the obituary section, just to avoid any negative psychic residue. Remember, kids, Lawnmower Land is a place where the clock is always ticking for someone else. And we're back! Wow. 
it was great. The best thing I ever heard of. I can't wait to buy more of them. Two stars. The presenter's voice was really familiar and soothing. I'll I'll say that. Yeah, but the guy he was talking to was just really edgy and annoying, and I, c- I couldn't stand him. Don't talk about Brian like that. It's going to be a Matt commercial, and he just said it about himself. Oh, fun times. <laughs> well, it may be too early, but I'm going to go ahead and put that on my holiday wish list. Just the thought of some fat old man dressed up in a blood red overcoat, sliding down my narrow chimney, slithering across the floor like a scarlet snake, gritting broken teeth and licking cracked lips, then sliding that Proctender service surreptitiously underneath my pillow while I sleep and dream of sugar plums? Well, sir, I can tell you, my nipples are rock hard right now. Merry Christmas, movie house! Same. Now, dear investigators, we continue... Case 10, Praise. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. While the burned corpse of the Marlene thing smolders just a few feet away, Jack is overcome with grief, his sanity straining to comprehend all the horrible events that occurred during this simple sweep-and-clean operation. In his arms, Roy was dying. Beside him, Rocky was dead. For a fleeting moment, Jack believed giving up was his only course of action, until Lurch arrived in the nick of time. Turned out, the driver's ministrations were no longer needed, however, since Rocky was now miraculously alive and seemingly saved his brother with timely first aid. While Roy was driven to a nearby hospital, Rocky and Jack finished the mission by burning down Bauman's cabin in the woods so no trace remained of Delta Green involvement. Jack, you're on a private plane, jetting back to Delta Green headquarters, sitting across from a dead man. Or, at least Rocky should be a dead man. You can still hear that bone-popping sound as the Marlene thing wrenched your friend's skull from his spine. How in hell could anyone have survived that? And what of that ghostly mirage of the number five you saw reflected in his eyes afterward? Are you starting to lose your mind? Rocky usually likes to keep his information close to the vest, but it's just the two of you on this plane, and you feel as though you're owed some kind of explanation. Hey, Rocky. Yes. I'm a little cold. Can I use your vest? Pretty sure there's a blanket. I'm not going to go over through your information. I just would like the vest for the warmth. It doesn't have any sleeves. It wouldn't actually be all that warm. There's the secret. (laughs) It's a very nice cable knit sweater vest. I'm going to observe him and try to be sly about it without giving away that I'm trying to see if he's, in my mind, still rocky. I'm going to rub my eyes and blink just to make sure that I'm getting a clear vision here. I don't feel quite right. He appears to be Rocky, as near as you can tell, at least from the outward appearance. Okay, I'm going to pull out that knife and find out what's on the inside. (laughs) So, Rocky. Yes. Just the two of us, for my sanity. The two of you and the dozen or so agents watching all the cameras and microphones on this plane. That's correct, yes. Would you like to go to the bathroom with me? I thought you'd never ask. How are you sitting across from me right now? To be honest, I'm not quite sure. And as I say that, I'm going to grab a pad of paper and write on that still in sim question mark and show it to him down low, just in case anybody's watching. I'm going to read the paper and be like, do like a little nod and continue with my questioning. When we were in that thicket and all of this was going down, I was frozen. That has never happened to me before. I did not know what to do. Well, the computer ran out of memory, so you froze. I panicked, and the only thing I could think of was to run back to the cabin as soon as I I heard the car pulling up to get help. But when I came back, after I'm sure you were no longer with us, you were saving Roy. How? How? Even after all these years that I've been in this business, even I understand that there are still some dark corners of this world that I don't understand and I probably should not seek to. I've seen what happens to those who go probing into places that they should probably keep out of. Insert Area 51 joke here. Area 69. If we Naruto run, they can't catch us all. Oh, Rocky, I'm just trying to make sense of this. And I understand it's very natural to want everything to make logical sense, but at some point you're going to have to come to the realization that there are things out there that just flat out defy 
our logic. They might have a logic and an operational order of their own, but it's something that confounds us to this day. Trust me, I saw plenty of things back at my other agency that I wish I hadn't have. Ixnay on the agency, eh? Wait. Oh, please. Delta Green knows who we are. We've been butting heads for years. I mean, let me tell you, there was this one time in Bucharest. Never mind, I really shouldn't talk about what happened in Bucharest. You had a rest. We'll leave it at that. Let's just say there's no longer a small town near the foot of a mountain. Don't go looking for it. Looking for what? Exactly. How are you feeling, Rocky? At this point, uh, slightly disoriented still. I mean, if you think seeing somebody die and come back to life is a bit odd, imagine being the person who died and then came back to life. Okay, hold on. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't like it. Do you need anything? Is there anything I can help with? I haven't really noticed a whole lot. Motion to him to hand me the pad of paper and pen. Going to slightly kind of hand it over. So you're feeling fine. I'm going to talk as I write. And I'm going to write the number five. I saw it in your eyes. Like I said, maybe feeling a little out of sorts, but I'm going to glance down as he shows me. I figured that'd kind of be part of the, the package. I mean, I do have to admit this is the first time that I've come, well, second time if you count what happened in the simulation, but resurrection is just something that I could never really come to grips with. I guess it technically depends on how they're doing it. I've seen other people come back to life before, and it's usually not very pretty. They say that when a person passes on, there's a chance that bits and pieces of them are just lost into the ether or whatever happens to exist on the other side. Whenever they come back, they're never quite right. It's almost like you tried to take an older version of them and load it up into a newer computer program, so to speak. There's errors in translation where they're just minute differences, but they're enough for people to notice if you knew who they really were. And eventually you become Neo, and then we know what happens after that. You get two really crappy follow-up movies? Yes, and possibly another. Oh, God. I know you said you were quite distressed at the the sight of things happening, but... Yes. You didn't happen to notice any strange details in between me dying and coming back other than the the fact that i was gone and i was there you didn't i was running to the cabin and when i came back you were there i don't have any more details unfortunately but let's get some rest and we'll check on on roy when we get back and we can talk again later of course let's uh just gonna move over a few seats and maybe try and catch a little bit of shut eye on this flight did you fart in that one yep <laughs> and now i'm blowing it your way he's pushing on the cushion get some of that air out hey it's a private flight the plane continues on its way you guys will be arriving at delta green headquarters shortly roy whatever drugs they gave you before departing wisconsin did the trick you don't remember any details about how you arrived back at delta green headquarters only that when you finally do open your eyes again you are surrounded by attentive medical staff Your wounds have been expertly dressed. Several intravenous tubes have been inserted into both arms, one of them filled with a bright neon green liquid of some sort. There is no pain, though you do feel a kind of heaviness in your chest where the Marlene thing bit you. Your mouth is dry, but there's a full glass of water on a stand near your hospital bed. As you drain it, a middle-aged blonde doctor with piercing blue eyes approaches. You're looking much better, Roy. I'm Dr. Gordon. How are you feeling? I'm all right. I I gotta think of a name for you, but I'll do that later. Uh, How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. I'm just here for a quick exam. Make sure that everything is proceeding properly with your healing. Do you mind if I just give you a quick once over? I didn't study, but go ahead. She proceeds to just inspect the dressing that is on your wounds. Primarily, that is the one in your chest. You've been through a ringer here. Nah, I was fine. You do seem to be kind of lucid now. I mean, other than that, any pains? You need any more medication? Yeah, I'm in so much pain. I need... All right, no problem. Hang on just a minute. She reaches up and just uh, adjusts the dial on the green liquid. And you feel this sort of calming warmth throughout your whole body. The itchiness at your chest subsides slightly. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can I get some snacks in here, man? We have to be very careful because uh, right now it's just going to be liquid diet. I believe we can get you some jello maybe when you wake up. 
Yeah, I like Jello. What kind of Jello do you like? Green. Good. I think we have plenty of that. Are you a grapes in or out kind of guy? I'm a grapes out. I'm not the worst kind of person. You're not a psychopath. Cottage cheese on the side? No. Even if it's small curd? I didn't know that you uh, that this is a psych word, that you have these things on the ready. You might want some chips to dip in that dressing he has, though. I know. I realize you're probably a little loopy right now, but uh, no, this is the medical facility here at Delta Green. Not the psych ward. That's, uh, that's down the hall. You may have to speak to one of the doctors there at some point, depending on how your mission went. You have no idea how many psych exams I fudged. I know how to play the game. Okay, well, I'll put you down for some fudge. No problem. Are you a nuts in kind of guy or nuts out? Sometimes I like the nuts in if I'm feeling right. I'll put you down for possible nuts. I'll make sure that that information gets transferred to the psych ward as well. I'm in a lot of pain again. No problem. We'll we'll get you all set up here. If you need anything at all, Roy, you have a buzzer there to your right. Like I said, I'm Dr. Gordon. So just call for me if you need anything. You can even just, you know, shout out my name in your sleep. It's fine. I'll come running. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I'll add you to the list of names. I'm just going to go ahead and turn this on, and uh, you should be asleep in five, four, three, two, one. All right, let's start the surgery. We can make him better. We have the technology. We can make him butter. We have that technology. Six billion dollar woman. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Rocky, you're feeling more than a little groggy this morning. The meds you took last night haven't quite worn off yet. When they do, you fear the loneliness will creep back into the corners of your bedroom. Thankfully, you'll be having breakfast soon, and the mess hall is full of activity at all hours. Once you've got some caffeine in your system, the drugs will subside completely, and you'll be able to concentrate clearly. You shower, get dressed, then stumble toward the coffee maker in the kitchenette when a knock sounds on your door. Going to pour a cup of coffee and then head over to the door and open it a little bit just so I can see who's there and say, yes, what do you want? It's Kenny, the librarian. He's like, hey, big brain, how's it going? Yeah. Ah, good to see you, Kenny. It's uh, It's been a while. Oh, is that coffee? Uh, yes, it is. Would you like oh, some? You mind if I grab a cup? I haven't I'm had right all day on. yet. Oh, thank you, man. And he comes in, and uh, underneath his arm is uh, a chessboard. I figured you'd be up for a match this morning. Oh, always for you. And he starts setting it up on your kitchenette table. I'm going to go over and pour him a cup of coffee while he's doing that. Thanks, man. Two lumps, please. All right. Uh, heavy on the cream. I like my cream like I like my metal. Heavy. I heard you was back, so I thought I'd give you a quick uh, visit. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, It was... It was an interesting mission, to say the least. Well, yeah, the first ones always are. They kind of throw you for a little loop, don't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, that's good coffee. How, what kind do you got here? Uh, let's, let's just say I um, I might have brought a few uh, my few bags of uh, in from the outside world while I was uh, out and about. Yes, I found this really nice little place in Chicago that had some really great coffee, so I you know, snagged a few bags while I was there. Good thinking, man. Uh, white or black? The coffee? Or the- I like my chest like I like my coffee. Black. Strong and black. Well, what were you last time? I think, I think you were white, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. All right, I'll, I'll play white this time. I heard you was in uh, Windy City. Spent a little time in Chicago. Spent quite a bit of time outside of Chicago. Turns out our man had a, uh, a special hideaway secret cabin way north of Chicago. No kidding. Eh, yeah. Oh, man. That sounds pretty fucked up. Had all sorts of strange things. Had a footlocker that had some tear gas grenades in it for some reason. Well, I, I hope things were too difficult up there. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, you, you always hit uh, one or two bumps in the road, but we, we handled them well enough. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what Lagrasse is going to look for when uh, she talks to you. Uh, make sure you guys uh, can handle all the heavy stuff. They, they did that to me, too. They took me on uh, a, an easy clean and sweep operation. And before you know it, I'm the only guy left standing. My whole squad's dead on the floor. That sounds quite heavy, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a good word for it, big brain. Yeah, heavy. Yeah, it fucked me up for a while, man. I had to undergo some uh, uh, psychiatric counseling, that sort of thing. Uh, how you holding up? You, you look pretty good. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, Turn around. Give me a spin. I, I will. Nice, nice. I like that. That uh, jumpsuit with the suit thing is really nice with the tie, the tie drawn on there. It's nice. Have you gone so long... It's, it just feels kind of strange not having a tie on. Maybe it's just me. I think it is just you, man. Why don't you go ahead and give me a luck roll, Puddin'? I needed a 46. I rolled a 66. That's a failure. Oh, shit, man. You should have watched what you were doing there. You're too busy yapping your gums. Checkmate. 
Well, you can't win them all. I'll remember this next time, though. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're tied up, aren't we? It puts us... I'd say that puts us about even. Maybe maybe I let you win one just so you felt better about it all, you know? Uh, that's true. That, that could be. Yep, I, I wouldn't put it past your big brain. You're always thinking 18 moves ahead. I knew you were going to say that. All right, well, we'll have a rematch here pretty soon, man. Have you uh, given any more thought to what we talked about last time? If there ever comes a time when I need somebody, you know, kind of a right-hand man, what do you think? You and me? Team up? I think we'd make a really great team. I think so, too. Two of us, we could take them all on. Oh, yeah. Ain't nobody going to get away with any missing library books while we're here. I mean, we'll we'll give a mega red a thing or two, won't we? Oh, uh, you were asking about Birdman last time, weren't you? Uh, yes. Yes, I was. I don't think you can talk to him because the sciences department's been closed up for some reason. Ever since you guys had that problem in the VR? The whole place has just been on lockdown the whole time. Or nobody in, nobody out kind of thing. You know what? I I asked around a little bit while you were gone. I said something about some kind of security breach. You wouldn't think something like that. I mean, this place is top notch when it comes to its security. How? Yeah. You asked me? Some kind of inside job. Hmm? If there was? If there was a security breach? Inside job. No question. I'm just saying, watch your back. Let me know if you see anything. You and me, we'll take care of them. We got this. Watch out for those 5G towers. I hear they give you coronavirus. Hey, uh, thanks for the coffee, man. That's really good stuff. Uh, you, you mind if I just, like, borrow a little, like... Eh, no, not at all. I'm going to go and take one of the several bags of whole beans that I got from that coffee place and give them a couple of cups in a nice airtight container the way you should store coffee. And eh, here you are. Oh, man, this, this thing's got, like, hardly any oil on them or anything. This is awesome. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Drop on in. We'll have a little bit of cognac. I got this nice little bottle. Ooh. We'll do a couple snifters. Maybe, uh, I don't know, you're, you play, played Mahjong? I studied the game a bit for a while when I had a small tenure in Beijing. I never quite got around to mastering the game, though. All right, well, I'll teach you. I'll teach you, man. You, you pick it up quick because you're a big brain and you like them games. Oh, yes. It'd be lovely. As soon as I have some free time, I'll swing on by. All right, man. You, you have a good day now. Uh, say hi to Roy if you see him. Say hi to your brother. Yes. Um, after breakfast, I have plans to go over to the medical ward and see how he's doing. Peace out. I'll see you on the easy side. Yes, I'll see you on the easy side, sir. And uh, he, he departs and he closes the door behind him. And you look over to your kitchenette and see on the counter your cell phone buzzing. You see it buzzing. You don't hear it. Rattling on it. It's like... <laughs> it's breakdancing. Grab the fly swatter. <laughs> that was a close one. Going to pick it up and see who's calling. It's not a call. It's just simply a text See me immediately in my office, LaGrasse. All right. Jack, your alarm goes off at 8.05 a.m. You lay in bed staring bleary-eyed at the buzzing clock, struggling to remember if that's the time you set it for? No clue. Your mental and physical conditions seem out of whack. This is worse than you felt in years, in fact. Maybe even decades. Over the last few days, you've come close to something like Sheer insanity? Even now, the oppressive emotion refuses to subside, as if your puny human intelligence might be snuffed out by some alien malignancy that lurks just beyond the veil of perception. Is this what crazy people feel like? From the other room, the scent of fresh brew from the automatic coffee maker does little to comfort you. Suddenly, there's a knock at your front door. Rub my eyes, try to snap out of it the funk that I feel. I get up and uh, stumble to the door and open it wide, realizing, oh, snap, I forgot to put clothes on. It's going to helicopter it the doorway. How's it going? Does this look infected to you? And standing on the other side of the door is Jacqueline. Aww. And she has a tray with a couple bananas, some smoothies, and some oatmeal. Glass full of raw eggs for you to go Rocky style. <laughs> And uh, she breezes right past you and is like, get up, sleepyhead. I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to walk over and grab one of the smoothies and slam it. Somebody's awful uh, thirsty this morning. How you feeling, Jack? Not myself right now. I need to get back into it. You look like shit. Should I go flush? Flush all that stuff away. Here, take some of this protein powder. That'll help you out later. I go, you know <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Scarface? <laughs> Do a couple of lines of protein powder in the Say morning. Say hello to my nasal cavity. It no longer exists. <laughs> yeah, rotten. Sorry, I apologize. Give me five, and I'm going to go into the shower. So you take a quick shower, and uh, as you get dressed, you hear clinking of dishes and silverware as she lays things out in the kitchenette. And uh, you come out of the bedroom and see that uh, she's already seated at the table. Is this okay? 
Yeah, this is great. Coffee? I, I poured you a cup. Yeah, thanks. I slam it. Hot, 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 hot. It's bleach. So what can you tell me? About what? About what you've heard about our mission. Um, nothing. I haven't heard anything. Why? How did it go? It was not a, a routine mission. Oh, I see. Uh, well, you, you know, we have a whole psych department you can talk to them about it, if you want. I mean, it's just counseling. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I just want to make sure that everybody I went with is is back to where they should be. You mean Rocky and Roy? Correct. I haven't heard from Roy. I don't know where he's at, how he's doing. I, I believe I heard that he's in uh, medical still. He's in the medical bay. And Rocky, I'm not sure. I, get, I imagine he's back in his room. Yeah, I'm just worried about them is what I'm trying to say. No, I, I get it. I understand. I, I heard about your sister, too. I can totally understand why you'd be concerned about your friends. Can you do me a favor? Well, sure, of course. Can we work out later? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, um, I've got some stuff this afternoon, but uh, maybe just before dinner? Yeah, I think that would work. Or, you know, if you wanted, uh, if you didn't want to be around people, you know, we could just work here in your room. That might be better. Maybe just some light stretches and get those hammies stretched out. And she reaches out and lets her hand rest on the back of your hand. Thank you, Jackie. No, it's I, these things happen. It's important to talk to professionals if you're having some problems. And I grew up in a, a broken home, and that really stuck with me for many years. It took me a long time to get over that. And I wish I had talked to somebody sooner. I get it. My broken home was... Was it the, the Glatmanites who did that? Yep. I think it might be a good idea to speak with somebody. I think you're right. But just having you here, it means a lot. I'm not a professional psychiatrist or psychologist. I can help you with the physical part of it. I think that's a big part of it. It is. It's important to maintain your physical health. That will only have a positive effect on your state of mind. That's true. All right. What what time do you think? Like five? Will that work tonight? Five is good for me. Um, here, eat your oatmeal. I open my mouth. Here comes the plane. Uh, nice. <laughs> God, it crashed. Taste that? That's vanilla. You know, they say that uh, vanilla is a, an aphrodisiac for men. And it also comes from a beaver's anus. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Mm, the imitation stuff does. I thank you for the coffee. I, I really do need to get back to the gym right now. I've got a class starting pretty soon. We're doing Jazzercise. Who's Jim? No, no, his name is Jazzercise. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not worried. I'm going to the gym to do Jazzercise. You got to help everybody. So I'll see you around five. If you want, I could cook dinner here. That would be great. It'd give me some time to, to be by myself or be with you, actually. I'd like that. I would, too. Over dinner, we can talk more about your sister. I'm I'm just curious about your family. Yeah, uh, maybe. Okay, when, when you're ready. I'll be ready at five. I went to New Orleans once, so I, I, I like Louisiana quite a lot. Oh, okay. Did you meet Mike? Who's Mike? You know, the guy from New Orleans? You've been there? No, that's where I met Jazzercise. Oh, I'm out. And she uh, leaves with just like this wistful smile on her face and closes the door quietly behind her. I put my hand on the door and rest my head against it. <sighs> and then there's another knock. Was this Grand Central Station? I immediately open the door and go, you couldn't stay away, huh? Oh. And it's a security officer? And then I continue, you couldn't stay away, huh? Uh, Mr. Williams? Legrasse would like to see you in her office immediately, please. Can you carry me? Roy, some wise man once proclaimed that time is a flat circle. Who was it? Plato? Alex Trebek? Doesn't really matter now since you're all drugged up into unconsciousness. You sink back into that recurring dream where you're being interviewed by Sports Center anchor Victoria Arlen about your game-winning last-second shot at the buzzer against the 76ers. Buzzer? Buzzer! Damn, betrayed by the snooze button again. You sit up in bed, half awake, pain lancing your chest. Nope, not the snooze button, but rather this weird machine hooked to probes, which you accidentally ripped off your head during your sleep. A nurse rushes to silence the buzzing machine and reattach the probes. You settle back beneath the starched sheets, ready to sink back into dreamland when a shadow falls across the foot of your bed. You're hoping to see Victoria Arlen, but instead, it's someone twice as dreamy. Oi, Bruce! What's all this lounging about, eh? You know, I just get tired sometimes. Hey, we all get tired, but we stiff up a lip and all that. It's not that stiff. What do you need from me, Bruce? Kind of missed around the old armory and thought I'd stop by and say hi. I heard uh, you had a bit of a scrape. Yeah, 
probably wasn't too good. Thank God Lurch was there. Yeah, I owe everything to the guy. I was looking like I was going to be dying then. Lurch came over save my life. Oh, it's good to have uh, people like that. If your family can help, then friends are next best thing. Well, it seems like in my lifestyle, the friends are the best thing. There's no replacing family, is there? Yeah, I've done a pretty good job of it. I have uh, some good days and bad days, of course. You know, back in Australia, I got my 10 kids and my wife. 10 kids, I like it. That's how many I have right now. Well, I keep busy, you know. I get back to Australia about uh, once every 10 years. A man after my own heart, I'll give you that. I'm stuck seeing him on a semi-regular basis. I can't stand it. It's the worst. You know, my wife, she, she likes a big family. She came from a big family, so we're actually getting ready to adopt a, a young, young girl. Oh, well, we did that for a minute. It was weird and never really concluded in any way that was satisfying. But uh, she she looks pretty nice. Uh, young little girl. Uh, name's Daisy. Daisy, huh? Yeah, like the flower. We had a kid named after a flower. I don't remember what it was, though. That's weird. What are the odds? I don't know. We we It seems like you and I, we, we're, we're cut from the same cloth. We're like brothers here. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I never really had a brother. Well, that's uh, no way to live. I know. I, I mean, I had like these 10 or 12 guys I lived with. But I don't. I never really felt attached to him. I mean, some of them, I guess. If you want to think of me as your brother, that's perfectly fine. I'm good with that. That's cool. Uh, so, uh, what would the doc say? Are you going to get out of here soon? What's going on? I haven't been really able to get enough answers. I, every time I come in, they're pumping me full of drugs against my will. Oh, well, maybe I'll have a talk with that doctor. No, I mean, it's okay. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm not one to question. We'll just hang on here. And uh, he reaches behind his back and pulls out a bouquet of flowers, white roses. Oh, it just, uh, I found these in the hallway. I thought uh, maybe uh, you wouldn't mind looking at them. I'll take a sniff. He had squirted in the face with water because it was a gag flap. Yeah, who are these from, man? Yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, you're welcome to have them. And he tosses them in your lap. Yeah, thanks. Oh, I got you something else, too. He reaches behind his back and pulls something out of his waistband. I, I got you this. Uh, it's a little modification for your long sleeves. Uh, assuming you still got them. Oh, I didn't lose that. It's a nice contraption. You uh, attach it to the butt. You know the butt? I'm aware. And uh, it, it makes it a kind of hammer. So you can actually take your gun and use it as a hammer. It uh, gives it reinforced steel. So, you know, you wouldn't want to accidentally use it long sleeves with the, as a hammer without the butt. It might go off in your hand. But, uh, you know, if you got any pesky padlocks or anything, just give this thing a good whack. That would have been pretty useful a little while ago. Oh, really? Oh, well... Yeah, I I assumed. I I don't know. Maybe sometimes I get these visions, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll use it. I put it to good use there, uh, Bruce. Well, I, I got to get back. We've had uh, quite a few new members here recently. A uh, whole slew of them, actually. And uh, Legrass wants me to train them. All right, thanks, Bruce. Yeah, no problem, Bruce. Just swing on by the armory uh, if you want to chit-chat. Uh, once you're feeling better, of course. You know, don't eat all those roses in one sitting. It might give you a tummy ache. Don't tell me how to ingest my flowers. I wouldn't presume. Wouldn't presume. All right, uh, have a good day there. All right, have a good one, Bruce. All right, Bruce. And he wanders away, sort of looking over his shoulder. As he leaves, Dr. Gordon wheels up a little stand right next to your bed. Roy, how are you? Nice flowers. Where'd you get those? From Bruce. Oh, br- oh yeah. <laughs> Quincy, he's he's quite the romantic. Anyways, I've got this uh, laptop here. It's on the stand. Basically, we're going to need you to join a meeting, a digital meeting. So, uh, Legrasse just wants to uh, have a chat with you. So, I'm turning it on now. Investigators, you're sitting at a conference table in Legrasse's office. Or, two of you are. Roy is on the video conference monitor set up at the end of the table. His thin figure looks positively frail, reclining in a hospital bed located somewhere else in this facility. Lagrasse is bent over an open folder, peering at a sheaf of typewritten notes, presumably a report of what occurred with the bomb admission. Without glancing up, she says, Welcome back, gentlemen. Delta Green thanks you for your service in this matter. Uh, can you give me a rundown of events, uh, what you found in the apartment and cabin, and how you dealt with them? Rocky, isn't it in your report? What did they say? We can't hear you, Roy. You have to unmute your microphone. Hold on. Hold on. What? Uh, you have to unmute. We can't hear Wait, you. What do unmute. I do? There's, Roy, there's can you hear us? No, I can't. I don't. I see your mouth's moving. Roy. What? Uh, what? And Dr. Gordon comes over and hits a button. And now you can hear Roy. Ah. Oh, there we go. Whew. Thanks, Dr. Gordon. You're welcome. Well, in the apartment, the only real thing of interest we found was a single uh, piece of paper leading us to a spare piece of real estate Mr. Bowman apparently had in the north. And who found that? I, I found that. Good job, Roy. And she marks down something on a piece of paper. What was it that helped you uncover that number? I was just looking through some files and stuff and 
There I go finding some documentation about this housing existing. What kind of files were they? Some filing cabinet files. I saw some money stuff going on. Nice. Well, well done. Well done. And uh, so was there anything else in the cabin that seemed suspicious or needed to be destroyed? Rocky, take it away. I mean, he had a footlocker with some personal artifacts in them. What did we find? Yes, yes. Uh, for some reason, he had been storing some tear gas grenades. And I'll pull the pin on mine right now. I'm going to pull out my phone, link up to the Zoom meeting, and uh, attach the photos and zip them up onto the screen. The photos of me standing on the couch, taking the pictures of everything that we had laid out, and then one accidental one of me in the mirror flexing, trying to get that six-pack abs. <laughs> Just disregard that one. One. Disregard that one. That was an accident. Accident. Uh, of course. And she marked something on a piece of paper. That's quite the collection of uh, interesting things. What happened to those items? Rocky. Well, they burned with the rest of the cabin. You burned it? Uh, yes, yes. Turns out he had some gasoline in his back shed, I'm presuming, for maybe like a generator or something of that sort. But we just used it to, you know, as an accelerant to make sure the cabin took light. And Oh, smart. Uh, who, who thought of that? I was the innovator. Pretty sure I'm the one who went back to the shed and grabbed it though rocky what about the letter that that we that you found about him telling uh to to burn everything Yes, yes, he had um, left a letter behind saying that there was, yes, he said there was gasoline in the shed and that he wanted us to just burn everything. Something about completing his last mission. Uh, Everything we uh, uncovered previous to this indicated that he might have gone rogue. But you say that he wanted to actually complete the mission by destroying everything? Yes, that is what the letter said, if I remember correctly. I wonder why he didn't do that himself. Because he died. Yes, yes, he is dead, so... Did he expect somebody to find that letter? I'm assuming it was left there some sort of backup plan. He's got kids. Yes, That's true, that's true, and his wife died uh, previous... A few years previous. (laughs) Go look over it, Jack. What was her... Something else no, no, with, uh, I just, I was uh, I was mimicking the cat that we found on the property. <laughs> oh, you found some cat. Rocky skinned it. We didn't know why. Yeah, that's weird. Started to eat it. We had to pull him off. And then we got him off of the cat. Very funny. I don't think it's that funny, you psycho. And what I'm confused about are the wounds on Roy's body and you as well, Jack. What occurred? You know, we're in the woods and there are animals yeah, everywhere. sticks and pokies. But you, Rocky, are unharmed. Well... There's that cat again. What? It was a nice cat. I still can't believe he ate the cat. Rocky, how were you able to escape? I rolled really well. Physically on the ground, like Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes, yes. I curled up into a little ball and spun around and then just like, pew! It was- you gotta go fast. I've received word, uh, you know Dr. Gordon, don't you, Roy? I, I know, yeah. I've, we saw met. her finger just a moment ago when she adjusted the audio video for you. Uh, she reports that the bites uh, sustained on your chest, neck, back, shoulders. I've never seen a chest, neck, back, shoulders before. What did that look like? They appear to be humanoid? Yeah. So what happened? We ran out of food and Roy panicked. <laughs> so you were a Brazilian soccer team. Okay, I understand. Stuck in the Andes. Andes Mints. There was a bunch of Andes Mints around. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Sponsor us, Andes Mints. <laughs> That'd be such a cool sponsor. So, gentlemen, I, I want you to understand that here at Delta Green, there are no secrets. And if you need assistance with any psychological trauma, we have a complete team for that. And you will be doing some decompression very soon. You will be speaking with some professionals. So when we do these debriefings, I know this is your first mission, but we like to lay all the cards on the table. We don't want to find out that anybody was withholding information later, as you can well understand. Completely. I'll be the one that says it then. Okay, Roy. If you get mad about this, it's because of the morphine. So when we were at the cabin, we kind of found this thing that we didn't really know what to make of. I see. Go on. When we went down into the cellar, there was a um, humanoid there. Uh, you, you said cellar? Or not the cellar, sorry, my bad. The uh, Those drugs are kicking in. When we went into the septic tank. Wasn't that kind of stinky? It was pretty stinky. I mean, we weren't. We didn't really get down there. It was stanky with an A. What prompted you to investigate the septic tank? Well, we found this thing that said, don't go in the septic tank. Oh, the, the aforementioned letter? Yeah, the letter said something about the septic tank and how we shouldn't. And we figured, hey, Delta Green wants us to do everything, so we better 
make sure and get it done. Good thinking, Roy. She marked something down. So we went to the septic tank and uh, there was this humanoid sort of creature living in there who we initially thought that was a woman who was in distress and we tried to get her out, find out what she knew, etc. And uh, it turned out to be this creature that basically came close to killing me. Roy, I'm going to tell her. It was his wife. It was Roy's wife? Yep. That's terrifying. So you're saying that Clyde Bauman's wife was in the septic tank? It wasn't her anymore. Rocky, take it away. No, you're doing a perfectly fine job. Better than the no job that you do. All right, boys. This isn't the time for bickering. Yes, it is. It's exactly that time. Oh, of course. This is the perfect time for bickering. At least I'm not strapped to a bed high out of my mind on God knows what. Oh, I've never tried that. Is it good? God knows what? No, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I have connections. If you want some, I can. I can. I can slip you a bit. I've got Connect Four. If you're bored later, I have Connect One. It's a much more simple game. <laughs> I win! <laughs> I get to go first, though. So, Jack, what exactly do you mean it was his wife, but not his wife? It was something inside of her body that was controlling her. I don't know what it was. We realized too late that it was time to kill her, and she got out, and we had to track her down. Oh, okay. And were you able to destroy the evidence? But not before it attacked Roy and fatally wounded Rocky. What do you mean, fatally wounded Rocky? Look at him. He, he developed feelings for her throughout this. He looks and, great. And she really broke his heart. <laughs> I feel it deep down in here. Gross. So I'm just trying to understand here. Like you didn't have drones zipping around above us the whole time watching everything. We don't operate that way, Jack. No, no, no. The machines do. So the three of you were embroiled in a tete with the wife of Clyde Bauman, who wasn't the wife of Clyde Bauman. Correct. And you and Roy were wounded, but Rocky was left unharmed, other than his broken heart. I just want to put it out there that they're the ones who got her out of the septic tank from the beginning. I said we should have just killed her. That's admirable, and please zip up. <laughs> please don't put that out there unless I ask for it. Thank you. <laughs> Rocky, you, your intention and your inclination was to follow Clyde's instructions and destroy the evidence, correct? Yes. I mean, he had shown us nothing otherwise that would lead me to believe that he was wrong about his intentions. There's nothing in the cabin that pointed to him losing any of his, any of his faculties. Everything seemed in perfect order. And when you leave a note that says you need to do this, it's, you know, the last thing I need to finish. I was all for just following his instructions. So when next time when you send us to Charles Manson's ranch, I'm going to listen to everything that his notes say. All right, gentlemen, uh, I've got uh, one final question for you here. Are you positively sure that all evidence of Clyde Bauman's interactions with Delta Green have been dealt with? Yes, the remain the body itself was incinerated, and the cabin and the surrounding properties were all doused in gasoline and lit a flame. Both me and Jack were there to watch the whole thing burn. There's only one way to be absolutely sure that nobody knows any existence of anything, and that's to eliminate anybody who knows of any existence. Right, and I'm going to turn and I'm going to shoot Jack. Jack, that is a fine point. Uh, I will let you know that you met with Slicer, Correct. your control officer. In Chicago. He likes bushes. He does. He enjoys the hedge. Thick and bushy, just the way he likes them. He has another squad keeping tabs on the rest of the family. So we never want to assume that people have been privy to the information. We want to be very careful not to overstep our bounds either. Right. We are relatively sure at this point that his daughter and son are not privy to any information. I think we're good. And she closes the folder and stares across at you guys, looks pointedly at the monitor at the end of the conference table. I would like to thank you again for your service and also commend you. You've made some very wise decisions on this, your first mission for Delta Green. And I believe at this point, we are ready to award you with division assignment. Tom Clancy's the division? And I will say that with these division assignments, you'll be given some more higher priority investigations. You've handled yourself very admirably. And I have these codename pins that I would like to award you now. Nice. You may wear these on your jumpsuits. You can even pin it to your tie if you drew one on to your suit. <laughs> 
and these will get you into different sections of the facility. Very nice. Jack, I would like to award you Division Seafoam. Nice. And she slides a little emblem towards you. And Roy, I know uh, you can't take this right now, but uh, we will have this delivered to your room shortly. I am assigning you to the Sage Division. I was kind of hoping for barf green division but i'll take it and i and i should mention too that i really admire your persistence in digging up that information about the cabin uh if it weren't for you we probably would not have known that he had that secret cabin and also your inclination to investigate the uh, subject tank further which led to the discovery of the creature the near death of yourself good job jack you've done a very good job documenting i appreciate that it's always Great to see photographic evidence of what these parties are up to behind the scenes. I think she likes me. And Rocky, uh, we've come to you. And I would like to say that I admire your wisdom. And I wish that the other two had been more trusting of your gut instinct to follow Bauman's instructions. Obviously, you displayed courage and persistence in carrying out that directive. And therefore, I would like to assign you and award you division code name Pickle. A pickle Rick. Funniest shit I've ever seen. No, we have a pickle Rick. You're just pickle. Congratulations, Seafoam Jack, Sage Roy, and Pickle Rocky. I'm Pickle Rocky, bitch. All right, gentlemen. Well, if that's it. And then there's a knock at the door, and Bert Bertman rushes in to the conference room. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, gentlemen. Uh, good to see you again. Uh, how is everything? Uh, oh, it's you. Who is it? It's that idiot scientist who got us locked in VR. Remember the whole thing with the cats? Sorry about that. Not my fault. Uh, Legrass, I just need to speak with you for a moment. Uh, Well, anything you say, you can say to these gentlemen. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, uh, as you know, we've been uh, conducting a thorough investigation. Uh, We've had a forensics team look at the uh, virtual reality simulator, the cathartic arena, and uh, we have found some rather distressing evidence. It appears that someone has been hacking into the computer. And maybe these gentlemen here could help, too. Um, have uh, you heard of anyone named uh, 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 Detox? Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tape. I've heard of her! How did you know it was a her? Her him? Well, clearly I got the best assignment here, let's be honest. Pickle. I'm the sage of the group, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. If if this is is this real life? Is this just fantasy? Shut up. I don't know if it's happening or if, if we're stuck in something that, that they can't control either. And maybe they got sucked in. This is all a dream. This is all Greta's dream. She wakes up and you're an accountant. You. And you don't have any kids because blanks. Maybe that's a blessing. All right, guys, let's move along to some hashtag recommendos. So we're going to share some of our geeky obsessions. Please roll deep. It's going to be me, Matt, Brian, and Gabe. So I'll go first. And today I'm going to recommend the movie from 2019 called The Farewell. It is currently on Amazon Prime, directed by Lulu Wang, starring rapper Aquafina. It's the story of a young Chinese-American woman living in New York, struggling to make ends meet, who one day gets some bad news. Her grandmother is dying of cancer. The extended family decides it's better not to tell the grandma that she's dying. So they all fly to China and use a bogus wedding as an excuse for everyone to get together. What follows is a heartfelt, poignant look at what it is to be human, suffering the inevitable loss of memory, history, culture, and ultimately the ones you love. And yet, director Lulu Wang manages to avoid all the cliché Hollywood pitfalls of dramatic tearjerkers by injecting a healthy dose of humor along with it. Um, It is in Chinese, most of it, subtitled, but there is also some English because she is, uh, her family lives in America and they have to travel back to China to take part in this scam of sorts. (laughs) It's sort of a... uh, like one of those Blake Edwards movies where everybody's like positioning around trying to figure out how to make sure that she doesn't find out that she's dying. And there's a reason for it, too, because it's it's actual part of Chinese heritage to do this. What is quoted in the movie is uh, there's an old Chinese saying that says uh, when someone gets cancer, it's not the cancer that kills them. It's the fear. That is The Farewell. And I highly recommend it. It's just a really good, beautiful movie. All right. Uh, looks like we've got Matt next. 
This week, I has another game for all you lovely people out there called Transport Fever 2. It is the sequel to the original Transport Fever, as indicated by the two. So Transport Fever 2 is a game about building connections. It's you're placed in a map and you have businesses that need resources to make goods and then towns that need those goods to grow. So it's up to you as the business mogul to build a network of trains and boats and cars and airplanes to efficiently move goods and services and people all over this map in an attempt to make the most money you can. And it's really great because not only is there a a dedicated set of campaigns that can take upwards of 20 hours to do, if you're more of the you just want to jump in and play, it has a super extensive free mode, uh, full Steam workshop support so you can mod it however you want to. Uh, It's a lot of fun, especially when I'm the kind of person that I like these kinds of things where it's like, how do I make this better? How do I make this faster? What's the most optimal way of doing things? So I super enjoy this game. I had a really good time with the first one, but I'm having an even better time with the second one. So if you're like me and you like, you know, management and efficiency kind of based games, then Transport Fever 2 is something that you would really like. And it is on sale on Steam for $39.99. Thank you, Matthew. And let's go with Brian next. I bought a Anova precision cooker probably about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. I use it at least two to three times a week. It's so easy to make food, and the food is perfect every time. I got super excited when they expanded their product list. You can now get a Anova precision vacuum sealer. Uh, I've had two or three vacuum sealers now that they they never did exactly what I would like it to do. One would work well for sealing the bags. One would work well for sucking the air out, but then the seal would break. This one, you have a lot more control over it. And it's it's a decent price compared to some of the high end, which could be two or three hundred dollars for one of the vacuum sealers that could do everything that I'd like it to do. This one's 70 bucks right from their website, free shipping. So I highly recommend the Anova Precision Vacuum Sealer if you're into food preservation or sous vide cooking or anything like that it, it works really really well thank you brian let's move along to gabe to close this out so i'm gonna recommend something different than i usually recommend it's like sort of a streaming type thing but it's also on youtube if you like riff tracks if you like mystery science theater it's like them they're called pretty much it they have a patreon that you can set up and you can have all their stuff they also have a website if you want to do things individually the thing that i like the best about these guys is that they post 10 20 minutes out of a thing and they put it on youtube and it's just like the highlights and that's what i like the best because i find with the mystery science theater with the riff tracks they're fun but it's really hard for me to sit down for an hour and a half and watch them I don't have all that much time, and I just find a lot of dead air that I don't really care for and all that. These guys, the pretty much it guys, it is a main guy who lives in his van during this quarantine. He's been doing a lot of them out of his van, which is hilarious. And then he has, like, his sidekick who's on some of them, but he'll bring in a lot of other people do them, so there's, like, sort of a rotating cast. It's just really funny how they do their reactions. There's one on YouTube. It's every Harry Potter video. It's like an hour long. They did every Harry Potter movie. They took the highlights from that. It's that type of vein. If you like them, they're hilarious. They have their little running jokes. So it's all it's all good. I know every, a lot of people like those types of things. And I find with the highlight aspect of it, this is probably the one I'm likely to watch the most. So that's pretty much it is what it's called. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe anywhere you download your regular podcasts if you like what you hear please leave us a review meanwhile you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels including reddit youtube and our discord server where you can chat with us in real time you can find me on twitter at lovecraft tapes yo where are my fellow pickles at hit me up on twitter at the real weird kid and if you're in hashtag sage gang you can find me at lovecraft gabe i am taking anybody who'd like to send me some chocolate covered sea foam uh reach out to me at brian podcast on twitter until next time roll for detox the lovecraft tapes podcast is copyright 2020 For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.
Aha! Got the jump on you, you bastards. You're the one counting. You always win. A skiddly diddly do. Rock, paper, clap your hands. What was I talking about before I was going so rudely interrupted myself? How, how are you guys, by the way? How, how is everything going? I'm alive. For now. Are you guys excited that uh, in a, a matter of mere days, we can go out and... Play golf? And uh, play golf. I yeah. am going to go Monday, so yeah. Play some golf, and uh, what else can we do? Boat. Boat boating, that's right. Motor Motorsports. You can play golf on your boat. Can we play water sports? <laughs> yeah, can we play heavy contact water polo? <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Nope, just light petting water polo. <laughs> We did a grocery delivery last week, and uh, we we ordered like a bag of carrots, and we got one giant carrot, <laughs> and we we ordered a bunch of stuff, and they're like, "No, we don't got that." Partially eaten. Suddenly, all of a sudden, Meyer was like, "Oh, we got some windows here now, so you can get some stuff delivered. So you can get some windows." Yep, that's all they had. I was like, "Carrots? Nope, windows." <laughs> Unfortunately, they had windows at me, so it wasn't really that great of an experience. This is all we got left is windows at me. We got some Vista in the back, but nobody wants that. <laughs> Been trying to sell that you got, for years. You got Sophie's choice. You want Windows Me or Windows Vista? I'll take Sophie's choice, please. I, I get that one carrot. I turn it around. It has a label on it. Said "Made for Windows Vista." Oh, <laughs> god damn it! Damn it! Not again. <laughs> Barely fits in my ass. <laughs> Windows Vista. <laughs> yep. It's an upgrade. Nice. And I, and I got a new mouse. It's supposedly like a decent mouse, but it's really chintzy, man. But with a name like Rapu, you would think it would be way better. <laughs> <laughs> I just had I had a meatloaf sandwich for lunch, so I'm like, ugh, here it comes. So we'll never hear another song from him, I guess. You ever have problems, Gabe? I have like a lot. Like when you possess somebody and their meat, the meat suit just starts to sag and you can't control it. That's pretty high on my list of problems. I have a new vacuum. It pulls everything back where it should be. It's a vacuum seal, but for us, you know, the ones that 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 possess people. <laughs> Sorry, uh, something in my throat. Hold on. There we go. All sealed back up. You look like normal. Like, you have no wrinkles. You're totally smooth. It took less than three seconds to get me back in the game. How much would you pay for something like this? Seven dollars, at least. That's how much it costs just for me to talk to you about it. Okay, here's your seven dollars. I got my money, yo. I'm out. You can get this product right now for 700 easy payments of... A dollar? Seven dollars, you're right. That's a great deal. I only have to pay seven dollars right You'll now. You'll never have to worry about your meat suit slagging off, dropping down in the eyes. That hump on the back will stay in place. Oh yeah, from that Igor I took over. I remember. Uh, remember we're not supposed to describe our bodies. So, uh, how many can I sell you today, sir? Seven, sir. I'm not. I'm no sir. Put you down for seven at seven dollars for seven hundred payments. And it's a $7,000 deposit. Can I take that at cash credit, or how would you like to pay for that? So I found this wallet in my body. It was in your body? Yeah, I don't know how it happened. Well, with that, we're going to end our infomercial and move it on to uh, the new vacuums that are coming out next week. Take it away, Sally. Adidas? Uh, Yeezys. And I got some Yeezys. <laughs> some Yeezys. Check oh, them out. Yeah. Good choice, good choice. Oh, that's nice, man. That's okay. nice. I slept What's in that? Was that a lightning bolt on there? What's that? I don't know what Yeezys are, so I'm just None of us here know what Yeezys are. Gabe, do you know what Yeezys are? I'm hip. (laughs) Gabe knows what Yeezys are. Roy, wake up. Where's my Yeezys? I think they're a replacement hip, he said. (laughs) That's what, like, you know when you have an asthma attack? (laughs) (laughs) I got the Yeezys. (laughs) Where's my inhaler? (laughs) You ever play hide the carrot? You ever play Hide the Carrot with a made-for-Windows-Vista logo on it? Uh, I played Hide the Carrot in MS-DOS. <laughs> Only that one time in Bucharest. <laughs> we don't talk about Bucharest. Uh, did we lose, Gabe? Oh, no. That's a great fr- freeze frame if, it, if we did. <laughs> freeze frame. Do, 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 do. Can you see me? Are you there, Gabe? I see he's the one roll 20. Can you hear me? Tell him to shut off his video and turn his video back on if he is. Now I am. Because that sometimes unfreezes it. Famous last words. The computer was listening. The computer's inside the computer. Aw, dude. What's an aw, dude? You and your park butt.
God, it's good. I can't wait to have it for dinner again. Six pounds of meat. And it didn't, I thought it said bone in. There was no bone. <laughs> no, you had to add the bone, Brian. It was BYOB, bring your own bone. In a world where phones wash out your image. <laughs> He's a working on it. Working on it. Working at the car wash, yeah. We should start a band. Uh, band. I'm sorry, what? Uh, band. Oh. Look, look, first aid medicine, look. I had some extreme successes. That's right, you did. Suck them off. Jesus Christ, I don't think so. <laughs> Whoa there, Jeremy, you took that too far. This is a family show, Jeremy. A family show. What's up, fam? Outtakes. Outtakes everywhere. Display capture. And then we're going to hit the alt key. Well, this is exciting. I don't think it is. I think you're up. Liar. I'm a regular liar, thank you very much. The cow goes. Meh. You failed, Jimmy. Well, tell Jimmy I'll try harder next time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy, but I failed you. Oh, there, finally, he disappeared from roll 20. Finally, he's gone. Finally. <laughs> Jeez, get the fuck out of here. Forget about it over here. Fuck it, buddy. Hey, hey, I will. Gabe! What's up, bud? Gabe? Gabe! Hello. Just put the whole thing in outtakes. Mom, what are you doing <laughs> up there? Stop trying to download tentacle porn when I am trying to play my game. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. So you've met my mom before. <laughs> uh, cut that part out, please. Oh, God, no. Jack, I would like to warm you. Warm you want to warm you? Uh, you'll have to come at five thirty instead of five because I got some at five. Five fifteen, really? Okay. Shush. Five oh five. We're having dinner as well. <laughs> I know Brian loves seafoam. I'm ordering more. <laughs> you fat ass. Not just my ass. But he didn't put on the freshman fifteen. He put on the COVID nineteen. That's right. Oh, heyo, <laughs> heyo. <laughs> Too soon. Everything I love tries to kill me in this game. <laughs> love you too, man. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>